All right. Welcome back to House Lights, your one-stop shop for everything entertainment you need to hear about this week. As always, I am your host, Liz Noss, and I am with an old friend of the podcast, Jaden Beard. Now Jaden has taken over half of my beat, what that was last semester with entertainment and student life. How has it been this semester so far? Hi. Thank you for <laughs> having me back on House Lights. I always love to come back. Um, I've really been enjoying the entertainment and student life beat. Um, it's nice to do... I, I really like going to events and yeah. covering um, what students are up to because there's just so much going on on MSU's campus always. There's always so many people doing so many cool and interesting things, and I love that I have the opportunity to bring light to that. And entertainment is really fun. I love covering everything that the Wharton Center does, so oh, it's been great. You know that was my favorite part. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad you're enjoying it, and I do think the events need a little bit more coverage, so it's perfect. Thank you. All right. I just wanted to start the episode with really quick that I, my, my the, the interview with The Bachelor is out right now with Zach Shellcross. I am super excited for everyone to read it. I'm... I can't even believe I did that interview. And also, I I might have fallen in love with him when he said good question to me. I don't blame you one bit and for that. everybody saw my reaction. I don't think I didn't play this, the audio of it for anyone else. Like, I, I think that everyone in the newsroom has heard it. Yeah, it's, I would agree with that. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, <laughs> let's jump right into Twitter T then. So first, we're going to start out with someone who has made quite the comeback, which is Jeffree Star. So, you know, we are all too familiar with the phase of, like, makeup gurus sort of using, like, performative drama since, like, 2016 to take over the internet. So, basically, uh, TikTok beauty guru Michaela Nigero uh, filmed a mascara review on TikTok where many of her fans thought that she used false eyelashes to review the mascara, sort of, you know, making it a fake review then. Obviously, the mascara didn't do that to her eyelashes. So it sort of, like, made it look better than what it was supposed to. And this awakened, and he used the word <laughs> awakened, one of the most infamous people on the internet to clap back, and that was Jeffree Star. Uh, Star said he was tired of these fake B-words, lying to their fans, and said, y'all really awoken up the Loch Ness Monster. That's terrifying. That's a really funny way to describe that. <laughs> and it's completely true. So he ended up reviewing the product himself and like he like his reply to it was like called the lash scandal. So he literally made a scandal out of something that probably wouldn't even have been heard of if Jeffree Star like it was not a scandal before him. But um like she the the girl has not come out and said that the eyelashes were false, but Jeffree Star has definitely like reinserted himself in the world of drama. What did you think about this first? It is just such a classic Jeffree Star move. I <laughs> just have the feeling that he's been waiting, like scrolling through TikTok, looking up these hashtags, just for something to go on within the beauty world so that he can, you know, awake, I suppose, as he <laughs> called it pretty accurately, I believe. So he can jump in on it. Um, um, I do have to say that uh, her lashes were definitely fake, though, oh and gosh, I so agree weird. with that. They so were. But, yeah, I don't think it was that that serious. I was just thinking, he awoke on that yak farm. Is he still living on that yak farm? Does anybody know? Let's talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Is he just, he's just eating these yaks. Yeah, <laughs> he made a processing farm for yaks. Like, how, like, where did this come out, like, of left field? Like, the pandemic really did change everybody, but Jeffree Star really got the brunt of, like, personality change. I, yeah. I think I need to have Jeffree Star on the podcast. 
That would and, be, like, talk I, about, I yeah. would love to see that. You know, I'm going to get him on the phone. If I can get The Bachelor on the phone, you can get I Jeffree can get Star. Jeffree Star on the phone. And Jeffree Star, if you're listening to this. Why did you start a <laughs> Um, The people want to know. But right after this, um, he also told his followers that he was off to Wyoming to see his NFL babe. So it looks like he's making his love life public again and sort of alluding to the idea that he is like a football player boyfriend, which again, like totally out of left field. Like, who Remember when he claimed to date Kanye? <laughs> like a minute. Wow. Right when they first like split up. I, and they oh were my like, gosh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That literally went to the back of my brain. That's yeah. not even here. There were like rumors so because poorly. I guess he was on the farm. I don't know. Something he was like on that. The farm. <laughs> there, were rumors. Came that far. <laughs> there were rumors that he was on the farm and oh that he left um Kim for Jeffree Star. Yes, yes, I remember that. And Jeffree Star let those rumors go on for a little bit before he was like, actually, never mind. Kanye actually wrote Donda at the Yak Farm. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Anyways, I think I respect Jeffree's attempts to sort of, like, rise to fame again. Like, as I went through my own phase of, like, watching him and James Charles regularly. And then, of course, I always tune in for the drama. Because we love the drama. Nothing like Sister Gate. Like, he was always, like, one of my favorites, beside, like, his stint of, like, being best friends with, like, Shane Dawson. Ugh. I I used to watch Shane Dawson as a kid. And, I like, all his, the conspiracy theories. I used to like the conspiracy theory videos. We're the same in this way. Yes, we are. But now, yes, like, we, are my friends. we cannot, we cannot support anyways. Never. But if there was a makeup guru, I guess I wanted to come back. Like, I guess it would be Jeffree Star. Yeah. I don't know. I don't actually really care that much about makeup guru. There's plenty of new people. On, it's true. Like, even TikTok, for example. Alex Earl. Alex Earl. Is she a makeup guru? I mean, she does her get ready with me's. That's true. She. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, say she's, she's a, a makeup guru. guru. She's not like She's just an looks. influencer. She'll, she can show any yeah. part of her life, and everyone is like, oh, I'm going to do exactly that. I'm not sure if I'm on board with her yet. I, I really like Dipika's article it. about the vanilla girl. Yes, aesthetic. everyone should check that everyone out. Everyone should check that out. Just just a little plug right there. Of course. But it was, it was really good. Anyways, we're going to go on to the next thing, which talking more about the NFL, which is really weird for me because I have zero sports literacy, but I think this has to be brought up right now. Um, as we've been getting close to the Super Bowl, I keep seeing edits and like fan cams from the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback himself, Joe Burrow. I don't know. Like, did people just learn that professional athletes are hot? Like, what do you think they do all day? Like, except but go to the gym <laughs> and like get hot. And he's also like a corn-fed Ohioan, so like he's just like this strapping guy, and like everyone's like freaking out of him. I'm like, bro, that's just Ohio. That's just that is such a bold claim to make that people like everyone from Ohio's hot. Okay, you're right. Never mind. I like take that back. I'm, yeah, I'm, ta- I'm taking it back right now, but I'm thinking like built like dude no like, i know what run, you like mean. raised on a farm i know what like, you mean rodeo also, dude no disrespect from ohio for ohio i know you guys probably have the same amount of hot people as everyone else mm. you guys have cedar point hot they people go cedar to cedar point. point i don't know have you gone people <laughs> watching in cedar point bro that is so not true but anyways <laughs> The internet has made him white boy of the month, and I'm actually not that upset about it. I do send the Joe Burrow TikTok to my Ohio bestie every time because she's one of the Ohioans that bought his ice cream flavor because they really thought they were going to the Super Bowl, so they made an ice cream flavor What was the flavor? Oh, gosh. Do I have time to look this up really quick? 
furiously typing. I'm furiously typing. Joe Burrow ice cream. <laughs> Joe Burrow iced out. <laughs> He's iced out. Joe football. That's the worst. That was a waste of a search. <laughs> that was a waste of but a search. But what does it taste like? A football? Okay. Brown sugar ice cream. Oh. Milk. Chocolate caramel footballs. Because it makes a difference <laughs> that it's a football shape. And mm, it actually sounds good. It actually does sound good. But I guess, yeah, it's just an Ohio thing. Because they love Joe Burrow. Yeah. And you know what? Go ahead. I, I, I hope, get it. I hope he plays better for it because he knows all the young girls are rooting for him. Like, not not his team, but just, just him. him. Just him. Just him. Have you seen this on your TikTok page? I have. I have, in fact, said that. Oh, God. Seen that. When you first mentioned it to me, I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but it's it's been the, the edits, and I didn't know oh. who it was of, but now I do. <laughs> I just, I can't imagine in the, in the day of our Lord 2023, like, making an edit of someone, like, especially, like, a football player. Oh, it is so common. It is so Every, common. So many But people. I'm thinking about, like, my Vine phase, like, where I was, like, <laughs> looking at, like, One Direction edits all the time. Like, yeah. I can't believe there's still people out there that exist. I thought we saw doing that in middle school not, i made an not everybody at, at least one <laughs> at least one yeah stopping at one seems crazy and of course a fan fiction the first person to find it gets like ten dollars on what <sighs> anyways uh we're gonna talk about the dylan mulvaney face reveal I this love is her. this is actually the be- like best for last this week if you don't know who dylan mulvaney is where have you been She's been taking over TikTok last year, recounting her every day, coming into her girlhood as a young adult, transitioning in her trans journey. She's absolutely blown up. She's one of my favorite people on social media because she's just like, she's so sweet. She's so funny. Just like a like a light on like cynical social media. So uh, she just recently had gender affirming surgery where she had a like a face softening surgery and it's been a month since she showed her face to social media and the wait was so worth it the pictures were gorgeous uh she like broke the internet with her photo shoot for her new face and you can just tell she like feels super confident in herself did you get that i totally got that that video had an amazing production quality oh. and let's obviously she looks beautiful but let's talk about the outfits the outfits i was just about to get into it It was like the first one with the blue fit was like a black swan moment yeah and it like it had the mechanics of it and how it like went down she looked like natalie portman in that ballet movie oh she did you're right for real for real and then audrey 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 hepburn Audrey Hepburn in the second one. It was very old Hollywood, uh, very... Oh, and I she fits her. it so perfectly. She does. It very much fits her vibe. Yeah. I just can't wait to see her next... Like, because I know she's been doing some modeling campaigns, but I can't wait for the next ones because I it's I didn't just, know she was doing modeling campaigns. Oh, yeah. She, like... Also, like, can we talk how, about how she talked with uh, Joe Biden? Oh, yeah. Dude, I want to... Like, I think I saw the interview. It was really good. I just can't believe she's already getting to that point in, like, her career. TikTok yeah. blows people up. They TikTok is a, a really good platform for some people. For sure, for sure. And just how much do you love her? I love her so much. Love I've been so watching much. her for so long. I've been anxiously waiting for her face reveal. I've yes. been scrolling because I I have no concept of time. <laughs> so I've for just sure. been checking religiously. And I'm not really a big TikTok person. So if you have me going on the app, looking at your profile, then you're doing something right. Definitely. Dylan, if you're listening, I love you. I love and you. Come on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Oh, you and my Jeff. gosh. <laughs> oh, no. What a terrible. Like, that would be so bad. Oh, gosh. All right. So we're going to get into movies, TV, and music. I only have one thing to talk about because I know I'm going to ramble on. It's what you guys have been waiting for. It's what you've been waiting for. 
I told you I would have a lot of opinions on this, and I sure do. All right, so the Oscar nominations. I will say, with my Oscars betting sheet, I only owed my boyfriend $4, and he owed me $16. So take that. I like to think I know how those, uh, like, Academy old heads think, and just, like, get into the high You get in their them. minds. Yeah, exactly. Understand the psychology. I'll be one of those Academy old heads one day. Like, I, can, I really do want to be. I can see that for you. Trailblazer in the Academy <laughs> old heads. Anyways... Should I, I'm going to do my positives first, I think, instead of my negatives. Because, like, I love to yell about things. And we might as well just get the positives out of the way. Save the worst for last. Exactly, exactly. Because we all love when I get riled up. Anyways, so, the, like, these are the nominations and decisions that made me, like, pretty happy. First of all, the $12 I got in betting, obviously. Oh, yeah. Goes without saying. <clears throat> goes without saying. Um, Babylon got more nominations than I thought it would. You know, Babylon was one of my favorite movies of the year, um, which was awesome. Both score and productions, pr- production design made me the most happy because, like, that, they deserve that out of everybody. And I'm sure, I, I bet they'll get at least score um, as a win, uh, which was awesome. So I, I think that those were the most deserved out of anything they could have gotten. Uh, there was a big tar sweep with uh, Kate Blanchett nom. It just gives me, like, whip. Like, that movie gives me whiplash vibes, so I'm absolutely on its side. Um, and then the Paul Meskel nom for After Sun. I love him as an actor, and it was definitely deserved. I was on the fence if he was actually going to get this nomination or not, but he did, and I'm super pleased about it. Um, also, Brendan Fraser for The Whale nom. I'm super excited to see him in that category. Honestly, I think he's going to win. I have, like, $5 on it at the moment. Um, over Austin Butler and his fake Elvis voice, <laughs> or at least I hope so. How do you feel about Austin Butler and his fake Elvis voice? Okay, okay, I'm gonna get a little controversial. Do it. I really like Austin Butler. I do like you him. You know what? I like him. His, I thought he was good at Elvis. <laughs> the videos I've seen of this man after that <laughs> has been so funny. Him doing, um, he's like just on a talk show and he's describing like the walk that he does. It's like, what does he say? It's like. Into a side. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite videos ever. But Austin Butler, if you're listening to this as well, I love you. And don't take anything I say um, um, offensively. Please <laughs> stop doing the voice. You can absolutely take offense in what I say, actually. Because it's really freaking... He's going to show up to Dune Part 2. And he's not going to get rid of the Elvis he voice. He really just took on that role. Dude. <laughs> and I love him for it. Oh, no. Anyways. <laughs> I... The movie I liked Elvis, but no, it was it I, was I really wrong. It was really wrong. I agree with you. Now for the things that I'm super viscerally angry about, as always. Um, the international film nominations. There were like obvious noms that were in there, like All Quiet on the Western Front, which I mean, it sweeped everything. Honestly, it seemed like it wasn't even there anymore because I just expected it to be in every single nomination. It's just another war movie. It's just another war. I mean, I have to watch it still, but from the looks of it, I know I. I know you're going to discard everything I say now that I just said that I didn't watch it yet. You revealed your secret. I, I know, but it looks like 1917 made five more times. Anyways, <laughs> but, like, in Argentina, 1985, but there was no decision to leave or RRR. I had RRR picked for a Best Picture nomination, and it wasn't even on Best International Film, so I was flabbergasted, especially with decision to leave. Not okay. Anyways... Anna de Armas for Blonde and Best Actress. If you listen to this podcast regularly, you know how I feel about this movie. And Anna de Armas as Marilyn Monroe. So no, I was not expecting this actually, and I'm I'm not very happy about it. I thought this movie was going anywhere 
this year. Like, if it was going to be nominated, it was going to be cinematography. But no, they had to take it away from Viola Davis and Woman King, of course. But terrible. Terrible decision. Terrible. Oh, Jaden. Jaden's just here as, like, my, my echo at this point. I would never like dare to disagree with you on this topic <laughs> like, please i believe anything you say no hey, like i won 12 dollars. exactly you're up 12 dollars, and you have the ultimate authority and i've yet to get that 12 dollars. call him get right on now your venmo right now for real <laughs> anyways so uh, this one hurt my feelings personally uh n- the movie nope snubs across the board one of the best movies of the year and zero nominations. Actually appalling that it got zero nominations. For real. Like, I thought the Academy loved Jordan Peele, but, like, now now that he made a movie, like, questioning the ethics of Hollywood and all this stuff, it's left out. Of course. Predictable. Predictable. There are so many places this movie could have been in the lineup. Like, Best Actress for Kiki Palmer. She was fantastic in the movie. Fantastic. Visual effects, sound mixing, score. The score in every single movie that Jordan Peele does is so good. Like, I can't, like, I will listen to it, like, agreed. when I'm writing. So good. No, As uh, your soundboard? <laughs> agreed. Mmm, <laughs> splendid. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much more stuff. And just because Jordan Peele, like, pushed his narrative farther than what they were comfortable with, like, no noms, super huge loss there. Nope um, doesn't even want the nomination at this nope point. Does, exactly. <laughs> they don't even want... They, they're like... um, What is it? Uh, Bruno Mars group? Silk Sonic. They're like Silk Sonic at the Grammys right now. <laughs> they pulled themselves from the things. It's just not fair to the other movies. Because they would sweep it. Did Silk Sonic... <laughs> yes, they did. Did you know about that? I did not they're know like, about yeah, that. News no, to my ears. We're not putting ourselves in the Grammy nominations. We had our year. Okay, Bruno. Okay. Okay, Bruno. <laughs> Anyways... Logic behind that. Uh, but she said was also snubbed. Uh, there was a lot of places this movie could have been nominated. Like I love Carrie Mulligan. She could have been Best Supporting Actress and definitely Adapted Screenplay. But you know what they nominated instead for Best Adapted Screenplay? The Plane Movie, Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> the screenplay literally says like room, plane noise, whatever. I get very fired up about this because I love this movie. Because I love journalism and I love women. What's not to like? What's not to like? So are your two interests? <laughs> I just I just can't believe that Plane Movie got it over that. I mean, listen, I like Top Gun Maverick for uh, you know military propaganda and such, and also God, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Miles Teller. Anyways, but it's it was not my favorite movie of the year. It was just a blockbuster. People that like Top Gun and like Tom Cruise. They're, it's like a small group, but they're really ride or die. It's it's true. Yeah. And also, like, the old heads at the Academy, they're like, oh, my gosh, we remember this movie from when we were young. Mm-hmm. And we got we got to put it in there. And I was just like, eh. Hollywood loves a remake. Eh. And the same thing with James Cameron. James Cameron was not humbled oh whatsoever. We gave him more nominees than what I wanted for Avatar Way of the Water. And I know that's beautiful, but I just feel like he already got the buzz that he needed from the first Avatar movie. Like, why does he need more? Like, I just wanted to humble this old white man. Like, why Like why is that too much to ask? I'm making a bold statement. I hated Avatar. <gasps> why? Do you want to talk about I it? I hated it. Um, <laughs> well, okay, just as a personal thing, I don't like movies that <laughs> take place underwater. <laughs> what? <laughs> because uh, I'm scared of the ocean. Man. <laughs> no, I liked Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Avatar. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It was too long. Oh, it was too... Avatar. 
I, the under the water thing was mostly a joke, but it did make me uncomfortable. <laughs> Just general discomfort. Also, the Avatar. You must hate Titanic. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Okay, like actually though, like I had the double VHS of Titanic at home. Yeah. Like I still have it. It's honestly one of my prized possessions. And I know that I'm like slandering James Cameron right now, but low key that movie for me, like as a kid, it was the first PG thirteen movie I ever watched. It was, it was formative. It was formative. Okay. Anyways, she's <laughs> like, don't care, didn't ask. Anyways, <laughs> Baz Luhrmann was also snubbed for best directing for Elvis, which was super confusing to me because they gave Elvis literally everything else, and I thought they loved Baz with his Romeo and Juliet and Great Gatsby. It was just confusing because he literally got like a 12-minute standing ovation when it first premiered, so kind of weird. And then finally, the, the, the worst choice that the Academy should have made, and it's super personal to me, it's my passion project, I really wanted Bad Axe to be nominated for a documentary feature. I um, I saw this movie when I covered it for the East Lansing Film Festival. I talked to the director. It was a 10 out of 10 movie, and it showed up on the Oscars shortlist, and I was so excited, but unfortunately it didn't make the cut, and I was I was pretty upset about it. But one day, they will recognize the beauty behind that film. And it's on Michigan. And maybe, maybe I just feel really passionately <laughs> about it because it's about, like, a small town in Michigan. And just like a very nice relatable, family. just like a very nice little family, and I was like, oh, dang it. Anyways, the biggest betrayal of the Oscar nominations, of course, is zero women nominated in the director's section, like at all. Not yeah. surprised, but deeply disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed, guys. <laughs> What's up with that? All right, so let's get into culture stories. Why? Why you're here, exactly, other than to be my sounding board. <laughs> so what's been your favorite event that you've covered so far? My favorite event that I've covered uh, so far was definitely the MLK Jazz Concert that mm-hmm. I went to. I've never been to a jazz concert, oh, really? and hearing that music live was so, it was just so good. They did it so well, and I was able to talk to some really great of um, guest performers, and they were just so nice, and... Just, I don't know. The concert was great. I, I love music. You know me. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Jazz is the best. It's Jazz actually is the so best. fun. It is. It's it great. really is. I, w- I play trombone, so I'm a little bit, like, biased. Oh. I didn't Just know that about you, Liz. Liz. <laughs> Anyways. Um, please, please tell me about your interview with the Blue Man Group. What was he like? What did he have to say? So I interviewed Meridian from the Blue Man Group. I'm sorry, what was his name? His name is Meridian. Okay, I great. Meridian, Meridian. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry if I keep if I mispronounced it. I'm no, sorry. I bet you're right. I hope so. <laughs> if all these people are listening, <laughs> um, he was really nice though. He yeah. um he had a lot to say. He gave me some really profound answers that mm-hmm. I wasn't like necessarily expecting. But I mean, when you're a part of an artistic performance group for that long, you know you get. A much deeper knowledge of yeah. what's going on but it was really cool one part that I did include the, in the article that like I thought was really interesting but just didn't fit is he went into um, talking about the like technology that they use to like mm. produce the music and that was Ooh. super interesting but yeah I had a really great conversation with him and Good. yeah it was it was really great I love the blue man group I've strong memories associated with them kind of strong memories Jane. um my third grade music teacher would play the blue man group videos as like a reward to students who are good but reward. yeah but i like never got like points for being like a good child for that and i was i would like get upset by that and i'd be like i just want to watch blue man group videos in class but i got to talk to him so 
Yeah, so who won in the... So who won? Suck that, music teacher. <laughs> Anyways, uh, tell me about the Malcolm X Forum then, because I think that was your latest article. Yes. Uh, what was the purpose behind that, and like, what, was, what were they doing there? So it was a community forum um, hosted by, um, I believe it was the Muslim Studies Program, um, and something really interesting, I didn't know that Malcolm X was from this area. Yeah, and his house is around here somewhere. Yeah, just around this, um, and he gave um, his speech, um, I believe it was called The Race Problem in America at the same place. Um, I want to say it was 60 years prior, I'm sorry if I'm messing up some of this information, but um, it was just scholars who have studied Malcolm X and his teachings and his work, and they were talking about um, what you know, the messages he was preaching and how he was preaching it and a lot of misconceptions mm. that people have surrounding Malcolm X and really, like, what he was standing for. And um, people were asking questions at the end and how can we, like, apply these principles, like, now and how is it relevant today? And it was really interesting. I'm really glad I was able to go. Good, good. I'm glad. But thank you so thank you so much for answering my questions. Um, finally, the yik-yak of the day is IQ test came back negative. God is good. God is good. Good for him. I don't think he's doing very well in his classes, but God is good. Anyways, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me, Liz. Yes, that was it for House Lights. Uh, come back next week. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. It's going to be a surprise. Big surprise. Big surprises. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.